Welcome to Half Finished to Done, a podcast for passionate business owners like you who are ready to stop procrastinating and start finishing all of your half-done projects. I'm your host, Christina, and I'm looking forward to helping you finish your projects in a calm, sustainable way using a simple, repeatable process. All along the way, we'll be working through the mental, emotional, and logistical obstacles that are standing between you and extraordinary projects. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you're doing well today. I wanted to record this episode because I have a lot of people who end up becoming my clients who tell me early on that they almost didn't join the program because they didn't think that they had projects in their business. And usually after I talk to people, I have very much convinced them that they do in fact have projects because in my opinion, every single business owner has projects. And I know most of us don't love the word should, but I would even go so far as to say that if you don't have projects in your business, you should. And I'm going to tell you why in this episode. When you set up projects like the way that we set them up in Half Finished to Done Live, they are the number one thing that moves your business forward at an accelerated rate. So a lot of business owners are really caught up in doing tasks and specifically recurring tasks that they have to do every single day or every single week in their business. And that's not a problem. We all have recurring tasks, but most of the time we haven't deeply thought through the value of those tasks. And most people haven't really taken the time to ask themselves, do these recurring tasks move my business forward at a sustainable but efficient rate? In contrast, when you do a project sprint over the course of eight weeks, like I recommend in my program, you're being so intentional about the purpose of the project, the timeline, the outcome, the ROI. You're being really intentional about the impact that it's going to have in your business. And that is why I think projects are the number one needle mover in businesses when done right. So let's talk about what defines a project the types of ROI that you can expect from your projects or that you should expect from your projects. And then we'll talk about a bunch of examples of projects that I have from my own business, but also examples from my clients as well. So here at Peak Coaching, we define projects by four parameters. One, it's something with a specific purpose and outcome. Two, it has multiple steps. Three is it can be done on a specific timeline. And four, it is designed specifically to generate a return on the time and money that you invest. So you could just start racking your brain to think of all of the things that you've got going on in your business and in your personal life that might fit that criteria of a project. I did a whole podcast called The Five Types of Project ROI, so I definitely recommend listening to that episode, but I'm going to just overview the five different types here because they're super important as we dig into all of the different examples of projects that you could be working on. So the first type of project ROI is positive emotions. So those are your emotions like proud, satisfied, accomplished, confident, joyful, creative self-assured. Then you've got more money. So that's either money that your project directly makes you, or it's money that's earned indirectly through your project. So you create something that later turns into more money. Then you've got time. So projects that specifically give you more time back. 
Then we've got social capital, which I think of as being a subject matter expert and everything that comes along with that. And then you've also got impact. So the impact that you're having on your clients, the people that you're serving, but also the people you're giving free value to, and then anyone else that they pass on the value to. So lots of ripple downstream impact can be happening in your business too. So if you think back to that fourth parameter of the definition of projects is it's designed specifically to generate a return on the time and energy you invest, think about the five different types of ROI. Think about those types of ROI that are most important to you. And that can ebb and flow. So you might have a period in your business where money is most important, but then you have a period where you step back and you're like, you know what? I actually just care most about impact right now. Or I really want to build my social capital with my next project. So be thinking about the different types of ROI as they relate to the specific projects that you see yourself working on in the next year, two years, three years. Okay, rapid fire. Here are 17 different kinds of projects that you could work on in your business that would be super effective, that would generate an ROI. And pretty sure almost 100% of these are real projects that my clients have worked on. I think I added in an idea or two. But here's what we've got. You could record an audiobook. You can write the section of a book. You can create an evergreen online training. You can design and host a webinar series. You can record a musical album. You can create a simple landing page website. You can put together a live virtual or in-person retreat or event. You can write a landing page. You can launch a podcast. You can put together sales collateral material. You can do a research project or paper, organize or, and or redecorate an office space, create a study guide, and then implement it in order to have some kind of continuing education certification or program, write a client or employee handbook, set up client tracking systems, batch create social media content, write a marketing automation, or set up your business's financial systems. That was actually 18 in case you were counting. So let's dig into some different examples and we'll talk about the specific type of ROI that was generated either for me and my business or for my clients when they worked on these projects. So my current project that I'm working on right now, you may have guessed, is this podcast. And it's almost like three different projects in one because there was the rebrand. So we had an entire different name, a different brand, different description, all of that information that was part of the rebrand. There was also a hiring aspect of this project and then onboarding. I did not onboard my amazing podcast producer. She onboarded me, which is the best thing ever because I just slipped into her systems and they're amazing. So kudos to Colette McKenzie. Thank you. So branding, hiring, and then just the recording. So that's an entire project in and of itself is relearning the tech piece, reaching out to people to coordinate interviews, and then going back after Colette has edited the recordings, giving final approvals, setting up blog posts. There's so many moving pieces of a podcast, which is part of why I decided not to do it in the past, why I put it on hold for so long. But now I feel like my systems are so good and I'm so clear and on top of it that this project has really felt very effortless. I'm going to try not to cry because I've cried on like three episodes already. (laughs) It might be overkill. I already warned you guys, I'm very emotional. I cry a lot. But when I look at the types of ROI that this project, this podcast project, either have created already or stand to create for me, it blows my mind because it is 
easily all five forms of ROI. There's time freedom ROI because I invest a ton of time into the podcast, but I'm creating content that is evergreen that can be accessed forever. Podcasting really is the gift that keeps on giving. Like I still have clients today who will refer to podcast episodes from two years ago. And my reaction is always like, what? You, you listen? What? Like I forget that I had a podcast. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's evergreen and it can be creating impact for people when I'm gone. So like I'm going on vacation to Italy and the podcast will be going out and people can be absorbing the material. So that is creating time freedom. It's for sure creating impact. So not only giving value to my current clients, that was super important to me when I started the podcast again, was I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a vehicle for sales, although there's nothing wrong with that, but I wanted to make sure that there was episodes that I wanted to direct my current clients to. So impact for current clients, and then of course, exposing more people to my teachings, really getting this idea of like sustainable, non-hustly project finishing in front of more people. So impact for sure. And my hope is that it creates impact in a deeper way because I'm talking directly into your ear versus writing copy or posting on social media. This to me feels like a more intimate form of communication. So more impact and more connection that way. Money will be awesome. I will generate more money from this podcast, period. That is going to happen. I'm just going to guarantee it for myself. There's absolutely social capital here. I think that there's something about being a podcaster, for me at least, that makes me feel very official. It makes me feel like I am an expert. I have the formal system of a podcast set up. Obviously, you know, I'm so formal sitting here in my yoga pants, (laughs) but I'm like, I have a platform is what it is. And having that boosts my confidence for sure. And then the emotional ROI of this project has taken a lot of different forms. There is the deep pride that I feel in having put the podcast on hiatus for two years and then waiting patiently and then tackling it when I knew I was completely ready and I had the resources to dig back in and specifically with the mindset like you guys heard on the first episode of making this fun and making it easy and I'm so proud of the way I've done that. I absolutely have accomplished that. But it hasn't been rainbows and daisies. On one of the launch episode days, I was like feeling like shit. And I was like, this sucks. Take it down. I hate it all. And then I had another episode where I was like, this sucks. There's no value in this episode. I should just take it down right now. So it has not been smooth sailing, but I love the way that I'm resilient and courageous, even when my brain is telling me that my work is stupid. There's also been more emotional ROI with this podcasting project than I had expected in a few different ways. So the first way is I forgot how freaking fun it is to work with someone who is awesome. So again, shout out to Colette has made this process so fun, so easy, and it's just really fun as a solo business owner to have somebody who you know is on your team, who you know is backing you up, who you know is giving you honest feedback, and you can just go back and forth and celebrate. We just have a little celebrations area in our Trello board now where we're just celebrating. Like I'm celebrating her (laughs) and celebrating the podcast. So that is so fun to have that collaborative feeling. And it's been a really cool opportunity to reconnect with a bunch of people and 
bring them on the podcast to showcase their expertise. That makes me feel really connected, but it also makes me feel generous. I have a platform that I'm sharing with these brilliant people, and it makes me feel grateful because I know they're also doing me a favor. So it's a win-win. And one of the biggest sources of emotional ROI for this has been connecting with my former clients to do these half-finished-to-done client stories and just to hear their successes, to hear the ways that they have interpreted what I've created, the way they've adopted it, made it their own, and the way they've just kind of gone out into the world in their own really cool, brave, courageous, resilient ways. That has been so freaking fun. I didn't mean to spend so much time on this one project. It just occurred to me as I was talking about it, how it really does hit on all of those five forms of ROI. And how cool is that to have a project that gives you everything at the same time? Like That is the best feeling ever. There's two other things that I've created in my business that I'm really proud of. So I created a workbook for my clients. So I call it like a self-service triage so they can go into this troubleshooting process and just like click, click, click with these yes or no questions and it spits out some recommended questions that they can ask themselves that they can then bring to coaching sessions. That workbook I'm super proud of and it is the perfect example of creating more impact with less time. So my clients aren't held up by when I'm available or not available to respond to them on Slack, which I'm super responsive, but this just gives them 24-7 access to this process that they can dig into, they can build their resourcefulness, and then the work that we do can go even deeper on our coaching session. So that's more impact and then less time, right? I don't have to do as much hands-on work because I've documented everything that I've learned along the way. Another super cool example, and I think it's kind of one of my most underrated projects that I should promote more, is the Ask a Coach booklet. So I took 50 scenarios that my clients had asked me for coaching on, and I took their actual words that they asked for coaching on, and then I took my actual coaching responses, and I documented all of that. There's like an entire index that you can click into so you can find answers to all of these commonly asked questions in the program. So you can go in there and you can find if you have the same question as someone, but you can also just read through all the different questions. And often you'll see a question that you didn't even think to ask, and then you can get coaching on it that you wouldn't have even thought to ask for. So that's, again, an example of they are getting more impact, so they're getting better results faster with less time from me. And then I would say that that gives me social capital ROI as well as emotional ROI. So it's social capital because it allows me to look at this giant booklet that I've created and really believe I know how to coach my clients on anything that comes up. And that feels like self-assurance. It also delights me because I feel confident that I know how to coach on anything. I feel confident that 50 scenarios are in that booklet, but also we're always discovering new challenges that my clients have. And so I love the idea that that booklet's never going to be complete, but in a good way. There's always more to discover. Okay, the last project of mine that I really wanted to focus on is learning. So one of my top strengths is learning, and I love, love, love just absorbing information. I have historically done that in a way that felt very haphazard, where I was learning 
way too many things at the same time. And so one of the things that I love about an eight-week project sprint is that it becomes very clear what your most valuable next skill set is to learn. So instead of being like, I need to learn these 10 different skills, you're like, I'm working on this specific project. And for this specific project to be successful, I need this one skill set. Let's go out and get that skill set. So I've turned those into learning projects. And those projects have generated money, definitely impact, and for sure the emotional ROI of just feeling that deep satisfaction that comes with learning something new. So for example, I wanted to get better at running 45-minute consults. Mine were feeling very messy, very all over the place. I wasn't really advocating for my clients in the way that I wanted to. So I did a learning project to learn how to sell better on consults in a way that felt really an integrity and ethical for me. So that's an example of a learning project that has benefited me, but also obviously my clients. All right, I want to give you some examples from my clients, and I'm going to talk about the ROI that their projects generated. Most of what I'm going to say is from conversations and coaching with those people, right? It's they have said this project generated this specific form of ROI, and some of it is speculation, just kind of adding in my own interpretation of their project. So I don't mean to speak on their behalf, but just based on what I've seen, I'll talk about the ROI there. So one project that's been done actually a few different times in the program is an office redecoration project. That is an example of emotional ROI for sure. You're creating an environment around you where you feel more relaxed, you feel more at peace, you feel more organized, and there's time ROI because you're spending way less time trying to find things. Everything has a spot and you know where to find everything. There's also social capital of being the person who has an office space that is welcoming and inviting to other people. There's just a level of confidence that comes from that when you know that people can step into your office at any time. I have a client who recorded an audiobook during our time together, and that to me is an example of financial ROI, right? It's passive income, quote unquote, meaning that he's already done the work up front and now he can use the audiobook to generate another stream of income. Not passive in the sense that he obviously had to put a lot of work into that up front. But I know for him, it was a really big deal to be the narrator of that audiobook. So the emotional ROI of that is the satisfaction of knowing that you did the project in a way that you loved, in a way that you're proud of. This is for sure a much less common one, but I had a client who recorded a musical album during our time together. I know that there was a lot of pride and satisfaction about finally recording an album. There's a lot of social capital to be a person who has a published album that's available on freaking Spotify, which is amazing. And there is impact. I don't know the impact of that album for other people, but as somebody who listens to this music, I can tell you that my day improves immediately as soon as I hear one specific song on that album. So that is such a cool example of impact. And I'm wondering, I've raved about this song to this client, but I'm wondering if she knows how often I listen to this song. I might be the number one person who plays this song on Spotify, but she has created that impact for me. Another type of project that's pretty common in the program is working on a event that's either virtual or online. 
And those events almost always generate money in some way. Either they're paid events that generate income or they're unpaid events. They're free challenges or free webinars that then later convert into more money for the person. Those, of course, create impact for all of the people who are invited to attend the event, but I've really seen them create a lot of social capital and emotional ROI for my clients. So being the person who has to step up and create a big, bold, valuable event, that takes an identity shift usually. And so that's why that creates so much social capital because you do it, you show yourself that you can, And then you're like, fuck, I'm amazing. Let me go create more incredible events like this. So you just have this like unstoppable, unwaverable power within you. All right, one of the types of ROI that I've touched on the least at this point, which is interesting because I think it's actually one of the most common, it just happens maybe for every project, is creating more time for yourself. And the reason that that happens across almost all projects is because I teach how to do work in really concentrated, uninterrupted bursts called deep work and how to then also schedule in more downtime and more free time to relax, rejuvenate, just like, be in play mode. But a specific example of something that creates a lot of time ROI is a internal process of any kind. So I have a client who does a lot of intake meetings with her clients. And so she created basically a behind the scenes internal document that she could then turn around and share with clients to say, hey, this is the information I need to gather from you. Put it in this document. Don't email it to me in a hundred different pieces. Put it all in one place. So she saves so much time when she's onboarding a new client because she doesn't have to go back and forth a million times. She just asks up front, gets what she needs, and then she can get into work. But I would say that this also has a strong social capital piece because when you are the person who has worked with so many clients that you know exactly the information you need, you know how to ask for it succinctly, and you know how to hold your boundary to have it delivered in the way you need it, you feel confident. And I think clients respond to that confidence. And they're like, oh, clearly she knows what she's doing because she's got this all systemized and documented. She's done this before. Okay, one last example to keep getting you super pumped up to work on your projects. I had a client who did branding for other businesses. So her project was putting together her entire brand strategy guide, which she then used on herself before she used it on her clients. So again, an example of social capital where she's like, hey, I have a system. I know how to do this. I can help you. And it's a proven system. I've run myself through it already. I know that this works. Right? She exudes that confidence in her conversations with clients. So that for sure could be used as a reason to raise her prices or to bring on more people with more confidence. So one thing that you'll notice when I talk about the emotional ROI is I usually talk about the positive emotions that you get back from investing time and energy into your projects. You can also think about emotional ROI as what are the negative emotions that you're reducing. So in the example of the brand guide, she's reducing confusion for herself and for her clients. In the example of the intake form for new clients, that client of mine is reducing the anxiety, the confusion, the stress of going back and forth with new clients. My client who recorded the audiobook, he's reducing the sadness or disappointment that might have come if he had outsourced the audio to somebody else. 
My hope as you listen to this episode is a few things. One is really understanding that there are so many different project options out there. So for sure you have projects in your business or again, you should have projects in your business because they're so important for accelerating your business. The second thing is seeing how many different types of projects there are, but how every single one of them generates either one or more of the five types of project ROI, which is just something to get excited about. That's what's on the table for you when you finish your projects consistently. So when we work together in Half Finished to Done Live, I do walk you through a process to help you select the best possible project for you in your next eight-week sprint. But I also just want to give you the thought that any project can be amazing. Any project can give you the ROI that you're looking for, so you can't go wrong, and it's only an eight-week sprint. Okay, now that I've reassured you that you for sure have projects and I've given you all these different varieties of projects, you cannot unsee projects. You will see them everywhere. Everything becomes a project when you're looking at it through this framework, and that is a really powerful thing. So I'm so excited for you to dive into your next project And I would love to work with you in my program if that is a fit for you, if you want some additional support and help as you go into your next project. Enjoy, and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Half Finished to Done podcast. If you're ready to become a self-assured repeat project finisher, the best place to work with me is in my eight-week group coaching program, Half Finished to Done Live. You'll leave our time together with one finished project and the skills you need to finish any project, personal or business, in the future. Just head to peakcoaching.co slash HFD live for your next step. Can't wait to work with you.